What's up, everyone, and welcome to This Is The Show. Uh, Molly was tired of me just saying, it's our Mandalorian after show podcast thing. Uh, <laughs> and she put out some feelers on Twitter to get a good name for this thing. And uh, Alex Zukas, or at Zubaka uh, on Twitter, suggested This Is The Show. And Molly just came in and was like, this is it. This is the one. I was like, okay. Uh <laughs> It's simple. It doesn't. We we kept thinking what rhymes with what, and like a lot of the good ones are already taken. Fandalorian, <laughs> Mando, Fando show. It's we were too so. slow. We were too slow to get yeah. a to get a, a a name that rhymed. But thank you, Alex, for your excellent suggestion. Uh, today we have from Force Toast Podcast, Laura Kelly and Alice. What's going on? Not much. Hi. We're very excited. Excited to talk about this very excellent episode of uh, The Mandalorian. I forgot what it was called for a second because obs- <laughs> I'm obsessed with your new name. I love it. <laughs> uh, My well, last Friday we're... free of not being fun employed. So I'm good to go. Congratulations. To well, we all decided to join your, your normal. Uh, <laughs> well, we can give a toast. Mm. Welcome to Happy Everybody. Yeah. Cheers, Alice. Congrats on your new job. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to jump into it. And um, we have no schedule, no format for this show. We're just going to talk about it. But I want to throw it to Laura and Alice first. What were your just initial impressions and reactions to... Uh, spoilers, everyone watching, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> well, I, I would hope so. They, yeah. they, by now, they know what to expect. But yeah, we- we're going to get super into spoilers. Uh, and in about half an hour, we will take uh, fan questions as well, uh, just from the chat. Or if you want to get some lined up, you can uh, leave us a super chat. Uh, but we'll do that in about 30 minutes. You so, know, I've uh, some like yeah. initial reactions out there on Twitter today, but I actually haven't heard anything too much about what Alice thinks of it. So, Alice, why don't you start? What were your initial thoughts? Uh, initial thoughts, Bo-Katan looked awesome AF. Uh, I was so pleasantly surprised with her and also i was really ticked off at the quarren for being (laughs) total like a-holes and then i one thing i did at the end that really stuck with me was i was wondering for some maybe i missed it because it was so early in the morning but i was wondering where mando left the baby uh on his little quest and i thought you know there was a lot of um there was a lot of concern earlier this week after last episode about his eating habits and i thought (laughs) i thought it was a really nice thing they did where they showed in just like the tiniest way they showed a lot of growth with him in kind of showing him nurturing and understanding the creation of new life with a little tadpole thing madoodles from Mr. <laughs> Mrs. Frog. Uh, so I really appreciate that. But seeing the Mandos, Bo-Katan was awesome. Seeing Mando himself be like, oh my god, you're taking your helmets off. What? <laughs> and getting the little reveal of oh, you're one of those the watch people. I think I last see. week I think last week Molly and I said that exact thing that when it happens, when inevitably someone takes the helmet off, 
then they're going to be like, oh, he's one of those. And that exact line happened. Now. It's like, <laughs> yes, yes. So I loved it. And it was a short episode, too, because I feel like I remember screwing up and saying, I was like, some of the episodes are only 20 minutes. Ugh. But this one was really short, too. Lori said it was the runtime of 35 minutes or something. Yeah, that was with the intro and with like five yeah. minutes of credit. So it was not a lot of new Star Wars content, which is too bad. But that was the, that's the, like the only complaint I think I have about the episode. Yeah. I am yeah. head over heels for it. I just loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I had the I same reaction. Yeah, this I morning I saw it at 35 up. minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And I think it's going to set up for a lot because just like we didn't see Cara Dune until like really we saw her once and then we didn't see her for a couple of episodes. So I think or I'm hoping it's going to be kind of the same way and that we see the uh, Bo-Katan Mando buddy group. Yeah, they'll come back into play in a few episodes later, and then like the allusion to the dark saber, which I don't know if the you know crazy fans like us would really have gotten what it was she was talking about. I'm curious to see what like Laura's sister uh, would have thought about that, and um, I, it was so much fun. I loved it. <laughs> so, uh, Laura, I saw some of your reactions online and i basically wrote the same <laughs> notes just all caps like wtfs uh but all the way spelled out especially when the corin knocked the baby into that pit i just yelled like what the f-? like i could not handle <laughs> that i audibly <laughs> gasped it was like <gasps> yeah how dare you who would dare <laughs> but, but what did you think laura um, overall, I mean, with, with the baby, uh, getting knocked into the, to the pool or overall episode mm. in general, overall episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was, I was, there's something really strange that I can't fully put into words and I can't fully explain, but I feel like vindicated or I feel like seen or something. And I can't figure out why that is. I think it has something to do with Bo-Katan and the fact that we've had like, we're now like more than a quarter of the way through this season. We've had exactly two women that have been in like supporting roles in this season. So the fact that we then we got another woman in the show in such a big way, I was so, so excited to see Bo-Katan, which is, which felt unusual because I'm, I like the Clone Wars. I love, you know, any episode that she's in, but I've never been like a diehard full charge Mandalorian fan. Like I'm, I'm not on quite on that side of, the Phantom. So I was really surprised like how happy I was to see her. Um, but it was, that was definitely, that was a highlight. I think it's going to end up being a highlight for me for the entire season. Um, but yeah, there was, there was definitely a lot of like really cute baby Yoda action. I feel like he sort of missed out on the big climax of this episode, which is fine. He had his, you know, he was hanging out with the frog people. And I, I, I like that Alice, you brought up that, that he, we've got a little bit of like character growth with him where we sort of see him learning, um, I didn't think about that at all. And I think that's a really good point. Um, and I think that's a really, that's a really interesting story choice that they made. I'm, I'm glad that they made that actually, <laughs> um, yeah. after some of the, the, I guess the backlash we saw from the last episode. Um, but yeah, I have, um, 
there there is a lot there's a lot to talk about in this episode and i was very overwhelmed the first time i watched it at 6 a.m this morning and then i watched it again over my lunch and i was able to like kind of tune in a little bit fine tune some of the my notes that just were full of all caps and profanity and <laughs> have a little bit more of a uh, i'm ready for a little bit more of a, an intelligent adult conversation <laughs> uh, no, don't feel any shame my notes looked much the same and yeah i want to ask molly too because Molly and I didn't watch this together. I tried to rouse her from sleep this morning and uh, I couldn't. And then I was writing my review and she came in and was just like, was it a banger? And I was like, it was. No, I, I texted you from yeah. bed. I When I woke up at like nine, I was like, all right, maybe I, sh I, sh I definitely shouldn't go on Twitter, first of all. So I texted him, is it a banger? And he, he came into the room and he was like, yes, watch it, watch it, yes. I was like, but, okay. But I didn't get to see your reaction to most of the episode because I was writing. So what what did you think? I, I had a giant grin on my face for, for most of the episode, except for me gasping for air when, yeah, Baby Yoda was in danger. Um, I loved it. Like, if you've been watching our channel, you know both of us have been just dying for Katie Sackoff to come in as Bo-Katan. We, like, much more rumors about Ahsoka than Bo-Katan. There were some rumors floating around about her being Bo-Katan, but not as many. But I was like, this has to happen. Like, if they're going to put Bo-Katan in it, it has to be Katie Sackoff. No one else can do it. And she showed up, and my heart stopped. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes got a little teary. I was like, it's That's happening. Like the the gift that it's happening. Yes, <laughs> that when she landed and you saw that helmet, and I was just like, "Oh my god, they're doing it!" it and I it was the same kind of thing as uh, as my boy, which now I feel bad. Like now, <laughs> now I want Bo Katan merch. Uh, I feel like yeah. I I got all my Cobb Vance stuff, and I was like, "Well, our room is going to be filled with cardboard cutouts by the end of the season." <laughs> but, <laughs> Again, it's just that same thing where I was like, oh, my God, they're actually doing it. I can't believe they're like tying everything in to this live action universe now. Yeah. Uh, I like it, it's all supposed to be the same universe. But when it gets into live action, it feels even more real and more significant. And like, yeah, my parents are going to know who Bo-Katan is now. <laughs> and I don't know why that excites me so much. Um, yeah. Go yeah, I was actually shocked that they mentioned Ahsoka Tano in this episode because my expectation for the season is Ahsoka related. We wouldn't have seen anything until like the last 10 seconds of the final episode of the season. You know, I was expecting like a door opening figure walking out and being like, oh, Ahsoka Tano. I that was another thing about this episode that shocked me is that they already mentioned her so early on. Yeah. We got a name drop. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of glad they're not playing coy with it. That yeah. just to be like, it's coming. Like, get ready, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've been playing coy with it as long as these rumors have been dropping about it, which has been quite a long time now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, by not acknowledging them at all. Um, I, I do want to circle back, though, to Katie Sackhoff and Bo-Katan really quick. Um, can we discuss how old we think Bo-Katan is? <laughs> because <laughs> Molly Katie Sackhoff looks, looks very good for whatever age she's supposed to Molly's be. Molly's got the perfect answer for this. Yeah, she should be in her mid-50s or so, but... And I was over here doing like Star Wars science-y like fantasy. Oh, I don't know. Maybe natural born Mandalorians age differently, but Molly, take it away. 
uh, we so we were walking the dog earlier, and you brought up that she was supposed to be fifty, and I was like, well, she wears a helmet all the time. The number one cause of aging is sun exposure. So yeah, everyone should just have Mandalorian helmets, and you'll be fine. You'll look amazing forever. <laughs> or bangs. I mean, it's like it's like a baby bo- baby's bottom up there. You know, it's <laughs> smooth. But no, I was wondering the same thing because I'm like maybe I think like the lowest age you could maybe guess for her, like yeah. in the Clone Wars, would have been like, I mean, like. 15 seems really young no way I, I would say 20 like that, at the yeah and lowest. that's what i would that's what i would think too but it's kind of weird to think that like leia was 19 and new hope like she right. seems so much older but mm-hmm. i'm like that that's like the lowest i think i would accept which would mean she's about 45 at the youngest in the mandalorian but like katie sackoff is 40 and she doesn't look a day over 35 so i'm i was like i don't i don't know what i'm supposed to understand this but whatever i don't care i'm here for it i'm glad she's here and i'm glad that of all the actors that they would have cast to play her they definitely like went the right way by by putting katie sack off in the live action role yeah well to be fair okay all of us we're all the same age and i still think we could all pass for our 20s you think so, we could go play high schoolers in like a early two thousands movie, like everyone else yeah, was like doing when they were in their thirties? <laughs> yeah, no, yes. we can also pass for our twenties in my mind. I don't know, but maybe so, there's like space Botox or something <laughs> that's going on. You know, if so I don't have John any makeup Favre. on, I I get carded sometimes. <laughs> so if I if I wash all the makeup off, put my hair back. Yeah, I could pass for a teenager probably. So John Favreau, if you need any 30-year-olds that look like 20-year-olds to play 50-year-old Mandalorians, <laughs> we're ready. We're we here for it. it. We're going to strap on the jetpack. We are ready for it. <laughs> could you imagine that casting call? It's like, hello. Are you older than 34 and <laughs> look like you're not, but maybe couldn't think you're older can let's be all right we want you <laughs> oh. that's what katie sackoff saw online she was like apply uh-huh. <laughs> well just before we move on to the next topic because this just made me choke almost uh deshaun davison thank you so much <laughs> oh my god for just dropping a hundred <laughs> dropping a hundred <laughs> thank uh, you deshaun that's very very generous of you John is excited oh, about the Mandalorian. We all are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to talk about Din and his cult upbringing because that is a a revelation that I really, really like because since, you know, episode one almost, we've been like, why do they leave their helmets on so much? And we've, we already know that's not a rule. And why doesn't he know anything about the Jedi? And why does he think Mandalore is cursed? Like all of this stuff it makes so much sense now when you're like, oh, he was raised in a sheltered cult. Like, what what does everyone feel about that? It was interesting. It was definitely, um, I think, appealing to to the people out there that are really into uh, that Nexium documentary that's on HBO right now. So this is like oh, yeah. primo timing, I think, um, to, to ha- reveal the Din Djarin's cult upbringing. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. I think it totally makes sense. Um, cult is a stronger word than what Alice and I had talked about on our show. I, I think my prediction was that he's from a more um, orthodox <laughs> is the mm-hmm. word that I used, um, like sect of, of the Mandalorians. So the fact that they are just like, no, they're insane. They're cultists. Like that. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. on. Go big or go home. You know? 
Jeez, I, They're in that Deshaun. executive success program. <laughs> Thank you, Deshaun. I'm <laughs> <laughs> love Thank it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking, yeah, uh, orthodox conservative. I was, uh, was a word that we tossed around uh, last time we talked about his uh, whole background. But I, I loved that whole conversation and like the way Bo Katan was just like, sorry to break it to you, but uh, this is not the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was the second time that we've gotten the people take helmets off. And even though it's amazing, because even though we don't see his face, you can still tell that mentally he's just like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he jumps straight to where did you get that armor? He just assumes, OK, not Mandalorian. And she's like, hold on. Well, I, I'm I'm like writing a video about like I already did my review, but I'm still like thinking so much about Bo-Katan. And I was thinking about the whole. Yeah, Din is like rescued from a battle droid at the end of season one, or as a child he was. But it's like it really makes you think differently on it now. It's almost like a first order kind of. Oh, Death Watch is just taking orphans and indoctrinating them into their fighter core, and it's like, oh, that feels a lot different. And to see now, Din is going to have to deal with that and like everything that he has known. I don't know if it's fully sunk in yet, but it's like that was all a lie. And I, I just can't wait to see the fallout from this. Like, is he going to go back to the armor and be like, yo, what the hell? Mm -hmm. yeah, I've seen I mean, some fan theories about her. Yeah, I've seen some fan theories about like her ending up being a like sort of villain at some point, yeah. which I'm like, that would be interesting, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but I yeah, I, I sort of when they they use the word cult and I think my my mind sort of jumped like the Sith cultists and like the rise of Skywalker. Right. Um, but I, I do wonder the same thing because at the end of the day, it's like you cast Pedro Pascal and we would like to see his face maybe a little bit more often. So I wonder if maybe we're going to see him letting go oh, yeah, of some yeah. of that a little bit and sort of evolving into maybe less of an orthodox Mandalorian, um, opening up his mind a little bit. We've already seen his ability to do that. I mean, he's letting droids work on his ship now, so mm -hmm. we can tell he is capable of, of um, character development. <laughs> well, I, think yeah, it's interesting. I want him to oh, get ahead, one Alex. of the viewfinders. I don't know the word for it. I'm sorry, but I want him the to little get thing. one of yeah. the thingamadoodles. That might be his next gadget. upgrade. He got I, the rocket yeah. pack. He's, he's going to get a, a, a doodad next. <laughs> well, I, I find it interesting that like we have seen Mando or Den be very accepting of like Tusken Raiders when people throw them to the side and like he learned to communicate with Frog Lady, which I still feel weird calling her that. That's literally <laughs> her name, but Great name. he's like he's like the least accepting of his own people uh, when they're breaking the rules. So I, I want to see him. Yeah, kind of realize that, oh, it's not about like all of these rules that I've been raised to follow. It's like he and Bo-Katan are able to find common ground by the end. It, at first she gives him a sarcastic, like, this is the way. But at the end, they're like, yeah, we're buddies now. And she's like, this is the way. Like, good for you. We like you now. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of that is also, like, he, I feel like he does a lot of things for selfish reasons. Like, he made friends with a lot of the Tuscan Raiders so that they wouldn't attack him and they would maybe work with him a little bit. And in the end, he, he, gets the information that he needed from Bo-Katan. So he's like, all right, I guess I'll let you slide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
but I mean, she she also was acknowledging like, hey, we're going to remember your bravery and your courage here because he again, I think Den has a death wish like <laughs> way too quickly. He's like, it's fine. I'll let the crate dragon swallow me. And this time he's like, here, I'll just carry these bombs and get shot a billion times. Like, I, I think he likes to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He also jumped into Every- the water when they were on the boat. And like, yeah. I don't know if he can, I mean, it, apparently he can swim a little bit, but it doesn't look like he can swim that well in that helmet and in that armor because right. he's definitely struggling. So you have, a, you make a good point. I think he's, he definitely has a death wish on the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Jetpack well, does not equal floaty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, Deshaun. And I saw if I can find it again, uh, someone, Mentioned it was a rangefinder. That's the doodad. Uh, got uh, it. Good call. Um, so we already talked about Ahsoka yeah. a little bit, but I do want to... Do we think uh, Ahsoka is going to be in the next episode or are we going to do another... I, I kind of feel like we're going to get into this pattern of like Boba Fett reveal, but we're not going to deal with that right away. And then it's going to be like Ahsoka tease, but just hit pause on that. It's got to like, be Filoni's episode. Right? right? I, I agree. Yeah. I don't think we'll see her in the next one. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing he yeah. would let anyone have that, you know, like at yeah. this point, like, and not for, because he's selfish or anything, but because he's actually earned that. That is, you know, that is his character that he sort of built from the ground up. And I don't, I, I would prefer to see something I think from him in that sense. So that's, I don't know. I, I have a feeling we're going to have some kind of distraction that comes up in the next episode and whether that's circling back to, um, to Boba Fett or just, another part of the adventure um, yet to be seen, but that would be, that would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I still think it's going to be towards the end because last season, you know, again, with, we saw Greek Karga and then we didn't see him a long time. And then we saw Cardoon and it's like, where'd she go? Doesn't matter. So (laughs) I think that um, it'll, it'll be towards the end. And I was, again, I was so shocked that she was mentioned in this episode because I just thought it'd be kind of a finale random show up like hey it's Ahsoka we're back. <laughs> uh, but I, I I'm really excited to see how much she's actually going to be in this um, but I do feel like it'll probably be a, a, a gang coming together kind of more towards the end it was last season Uh, yeah i I get the sense that we're gonna follow kind of that same pattern and i don't know that ahsoka will like join the team the same way everyone did last year uh because i'm kind of like i don't and jesus uh renal thanks so much and this is relevant so with the ahsoka name drop and wondering what's going to happen um yeah it was an amazing episode and i'm like i don't want ahsoka to take over the show in a sense. And I do think that I loved this episode, but I did kind of forget about Din. Like the second <laughs> Bo-Katan showed up, I was like, I'm all in on you right now. And I don't really want the show to do that too much. I do want it to still be focused on Din and the child. I so think, yeah. I'm a little yeah. worried about that. I think she'll. Pro- I think Ahsoka will probably have about as much time as Bo-Katan had, uh, as far as being on screen. I think it won't be very much, um, and I don't know if it'll just be Filoni's episode, or if she'll make another 
quick cameo like in the end i'll be interested to see mm-hmm. if if it's just a one episode thing same for same for bo-katan i assume we'll see her again because of the dark saber yeah <laughs> she wants it well bo-katan <laughs> at least is like definitely relevant yeah. to din's story yeah. uh and and so is ahsoka to the extent of the child and i what what does everyone think that ahsoka is going to say about like where you should take this baby does she know about luke have they met at this point like what where do we think we stand whenever they do finally meet up that well, hasn't even some... crossed my mind <laughs> <laughs> because i'm, I'm uh... just like what would you do if someone just is like here's a baby it looks like yoda remember you kind of hated him at the end because he was too <laughs> uptight like uh yeah, like, let me just take care of a baby. It's like handing over a puppy. It's a lot of work. So, I don't know. Yeah, I have a feeling that she would, like, she would probably see the relationship that they have together and be like, this child does not belong with me. He belongs right. with you. Like, I mean, look at the, you know, look at this bond that you've created with him. Um, I, I think my biggest question with Ahsoka is where are we in the timeline of her and Sabine going off to find Ezra? Mm-hmm. Has that mission already been completed or are they just like on a lunch break hanging out on this planet and like, we'll see Sabine too. And then by the end of it, Ahsoka's going to be like, Hey, um, you know, I have like this other thing I kind of have to go do. <laughs> yeah. So like, why don't you just like take this thing and keep it? And I'm just going to, I'm going to go do my own thing. And that I, it's so, could be I, very I, possible. Yeah, so, like just I like want... a hey, I have this other thing to do, and you can watch it on Disney Plus next year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my biggest question. I think at this point is like, if you know, how, I don't know how much we're going to see here, but I kind of wonder if you know, I don't know if the handoff to Ahsoka is going to be successful for Din. I don't even know if he wants to hand him off. I hope he doesn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, he keeps saying that that's kind of oh. his quest is to like bring him back to his people. But I mean, unless he goes to the Yoda planet for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, I I think early on, I, I had the same thought that he would meet up with Ahsoka and Ahsoka would be like, Oh my God, adorable. I've never seen a young Yoda species. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, see like, ya. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah, he has was, the force. Yeah. That was the thing to me. It, his, his, um, original quest was bring him back to his kind it wasn't bring him back to the jedi i don't think the jedi were discussed much in the first season it's very like controversial right now not controversial but like up in the air where i'm definitely on the side of i think it's more interesting for him to find the yoda planet uh but plenty of people have said that they think it's the jedi and i think both are completely valid um, Alex, you just want to see yeah. a bunch of little baby Yodas. Honestly, no. Like, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I do think it would be weird if, like, in the series finale, he just, like, pops off onto the Yoda planet. And it's just, like, a bunch of Yoda puppets walk up. I'm like, that might be a little much. I don't know how it would work. But I that, like, to me, that's a mystery that the audience doesn't know about. We know about the Jedi. We know about Luke. We know what happens to his Jedi. And that's not good. So... I think it's more interesting for Din to go on like this, like he's following clues and we get to experience all of this stuff firsthand along with him. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I could totally see it being about the Jedi. 
Yeah, my inclination was looking for the Yoda species planet and not necessarily Jedi. It, that's just the vibe I got from season one. But after you say that, I'm picturing something like, do y'all remember those old commercials for Puppy Surprise? Where it's just no. like Puppy Surprise? Or the quintuplet toys? No, oh, I'm wait, sure. like that toy? <laughs> like, I, okay, I actually do know what you're talking about, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I'm just like picturing that, but a planet of it with baby Yoda's. <laughs> I'm not from the South, so maybe that's why I'm missing this. Um, I, <laughs> I do want to bring up a point, though, because I'm curious what you guys think, because um, I've talked about this a little bit on our show, but, like, my sister's not a Star Wars fan, and so we watch... I mean... What was that? I think Alice cut out or something. I can't... You're, you're a little bit frozen, Alice. Um, but she... My sister's not a Star Wars fan, but she loves Baby Yoda, and she's enjoying watching The Mandalorian with me. But I wonder um, what people like her who haven't watched the Clone Wars, who don't have the full story, are how they're interpreting this episode where we introduce Bo-Katan and we see people freaking out online about the existence of this character, how that's already been established. And then, like, yeah. are they feeling left out because they haven't watched the Clone Wars? The Mandalorian has been very good about kind of balancing that, you know, keeping it fresh and new for everybody not just for people who haven't, you know, don't have all the background. So I, I'd be curious to see what the general reception is of this episode. Yeah, I mean, I should talk to like my parents or I mean, usually my friends text me throughout the day and they seem to be on board. They seem to get it. Like, I think they did a good job of saying who this person is. Uh, maybe they don't know exactly her importance, but they know that she's a big deal Mandalorian. She served her story purpose without being like confusing, I think. Yeah. It's kind of hard for us to find normies to talk to these <laughs> <Yeah>. days. <laughs> I, I think my parents are probably the closest thing to because <laughs> but like we we watched the chapter nine with them and I was like, that's Boba Fett's armor, guys. Like, give me a bigger reaction, please. But, <laughs> <laughs> No, like my sister yeah. then was like, was I supposed to know who that is? And I was like, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> I went back and watched all of her Clone Wars and Rebels episodes. And then I watched the episode again. And it just, it Ooh, filled my heart even it's more. different, I bet. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think it's, we got some questions to get through. And mutual friend, Hobbit F Andy, <laughs> Hobbit feed Andy. Thanks so much. Hey! Chat. feels like december Andy. last year <laughs> it yeah does. It, was, it was almost a, a year ago weed. we were all hanging out yeah it was good times at that oh, weird man. food hall in in <laughs> la or wherever the hell we were good remember times. friendship in person uh, mm. remember eating out at places yeah and traveling <laughs> being, oh my god like more than six feet away from people yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh, Sleep of Giants, uh, no question, but thank you for your super chat. Just says, Cable Knit Sweaters and Star Wars in all caps. <laughs> that has been taking the internet by storm, I've noticed. I didn't notice that at all the first time I watched it, and then the second time I was like, they are wearing sweaters. Yeah, the Mon Calamari is just a dude <laughs> in a sweater. Like, if Ben Solo can do it, I can do it. Hell yeah. Oh my god, they were <laughs> like the worst. The Corin, I was so ticked <laughs> off at them for just... yeah. Being nasty. The question 
always becomes with like Quarren and Mon Calamari. Like, how do they get their clothes on though? Like, how do you get your head through that sweater hole? <laughs> and then their arms are like this big, and they're always wearing like tiny, like they're tight sleeves. How do they get their clothes on? It's to be seen from Magic. behind. Maybe there's maybe there's buttons or a, a zipper, zipper. behind. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a mystery. <laughs> Magic wool, <laughs> Star Wars sheep wool. Yeah, it must just be stretchy. Some material we <laughs> like, don't know about. It. It's space wool. Mm-hmm. Well, let's well, let's do another throwback. Y'all remember Molly? You probably remember this at least. Lori too. Uh, those girl shirts that looked like little pyramids, and they yeah. were probably this big, and then and they, they stretched. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Good times. <laughs> yep. I'm yep. lost on that one. Yeah. Be yep. painful. <laughs> sell them you could sell them in like gumball machines they would come in like a little plastic ball and yep. it was yeah just like a tube top made out of plastic that stretches i don't know <laughs> they're all rotting in landfills now yeah and they were a weird tie-dye like horrible with weird colors that weren't flattering on anyone and just <laughs> magic. Uh, gary gary 24 fan uh Thank you for your super chat and question. Just says, Alex has had a Cobb Vance stand up back there. Biggs is going to be jealous. Yes, it is my Cobb Vance stand up. I love him very much. Well, if they made a big stand up, I'd get it. There just isn't much demand for Biggs for some reason. <laughs> Someday. Yeah, I, I saw on Twitter the YouTube with Hilo freaking out because there wasn't actually a body behind it. Yeah. He's a flat man in my room. <laughs> Uh, Rick Villanueva, thanks for your super chat. Just says, "Hey, friends, and congrats, congrats, Alice. I assume in your new job." Oh, employed, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Hi, Rick. <laughs> Anthony hey, Schubert, thank you for your question. Uh, do you think this sets up a battle for Mandalore for the season finale? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna guess no on the season finale. I do think we'll see Mandalore at some point. Yeah, yeah, we maybe. have to resolve the whole thing of like of Din thinking that he's going to die if he sets foot on the on the planet. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's cursed. Yeah, we we've seen in Rebels that that's not the case. So I, I would like to see. I'd be curious to see that. I'd also just be curious to see Mandalore. I mean, that isn't that where they were in season three of of Rebels, or maybe it was season four when they yeah, were like very on, beginning of four. Yeah, it was just a bunch of meadows and a bunch of desert type of landscapes because the whole planet got like no. destroyed. So. If we're 10 years later from that or so, you know, where, you know, what does it look like now? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not far off from like, it's cursed. It's definitely messed up, but not cursed. <laughs> like anyone who goes there will die. Yeah. Right? Well, it's interesting what Bo-Katan says when he says that she says, like, don't believe everything you mm-hmm. hear. The Empire wants to keep us apart. We're stronger together. So it's it's just like, it sounds like, something that a very extremist group would tell everyone like oh mandalore is cursed can't go well, back there uh it's i was listening to the four center podcast right before this and they brought up something i didn't catch where <laughs> they uh where they talked about or bo-katan says that our strength is in our numbers like we are stronger together and the armorer and season one says our secrecy is our strength. There's something along those lines where it's like, no, we got to stay hidden. So there's definitely opposing viewpoints here, but 
I think that enough was said in this episode to be like, we're stronger together. We need to work together. Look at you, the extremist working with us. We can do this. Like, I think we're going to build to more and more Mandalorians being in the show to fight. And I don't know who has Mandalore right now, but retake it. Yeah. So do we think we'll see a lot more of Pedro Pascal's face later in the season? I hope so. (laughs) I don't think we're going to see a lot more. I think we're going to see a little more maybe this season. And then maybe next season, it'll be a little more than that. But I don't know if it's going to be a lot. I could see it being like, hopefully. Like I could see it being a moment where he like confronts the armor and takes his helmet off and maybe she beats the crap out of him. But like, (laughs) I I could see him like kind of rejecting those rules and that there's only one way uh, so that he can work with everybody. Um, But I I do think it'll build up. It seems kind of strange thinking about the cohort that was on um, whatever the planet was in the last season. Now I'm drawing a blank. Navarro. Navarro. Yeah. That the, the cohort that was under there, I, I had sort of gotten, and I just assumed that that was like Mandalorian holdouts from all over the galaxy that just yeah. kind of made their way and found their way together. But now in retrospect, I'm just like, Oh, were they all part of this? Like ch- they were all children of the watch. Like they were all part of this, like this cult. And then I don't know, I guess I'm, I, I didn't, think about it like that but now i'm i'm questioning a little bit of like you know when he does find them what exactly is he going to find and what are Mm -hmm. they all going to tell them is there anybody in that group that was just like oh yeah when i was growing up um i didn't wear my my helmet all the time that's like a new thing i started doing with all you guys so (laughs) i I would just be curious to see how that plays out yeah I, i mean like one of the prevailing theories before was just that maybe after the great purge mandalorians like reverted back to the old ways, which I guess is kind of true for that one group, but everyone else is like, nope, helmets off. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be able to breathe, you know, wash your yeah. face, eat. <laughs> do, we, do you guys think he has taken the helmet off in front of the child? I don't think so. No. I'm going to guess no. I would I, love, I would love to think that there's that intimacy between them, but I don't think there is. He has that rule of no living thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd probably just lock him up in that little cabinet that he <laughs> Get in your hammock. I gotta take. I gotta brush my teeth. Yeah. No, we know now is his bedroom too. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> and I love that he sleeps in full armor, just mm-hmm. helmet, shoes. I'm gonna take a nap. Plop. Yeah. Always ready to go. You never know when spiders are gonna get into your ship. Exactly. <laughs> well, the baby will just eat them. Hopefully, yeah. They're too big for that. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Olivia Perino, thank you for your super chat. Uh, says Molly, your makeup and hair are on fire tonight. Love you guys. Here's the money. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I know. Uh, I wish you could be my makeup artist, Molly. You're so <laughs> amazing. When, co- when COVID's over, I'll I'll come touch everybody's face. Yeah, come <laughs> up to Chicago and touch our faces. <laughs> yes. Please. Kylie Kylie Petrano, thank you for your super chat. Says, "Yes, oh my god, totally awesome. So excited the dark saber maybe going to Mandalore. Uh this episode was a huge level of awesome. This is the way. So excited." Basically that, our thoughts. Yeah, that yeah. feels like basically everyone's thoughts. My sentiments exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, Ted Comet, 
Thank you for your super chat. I like how the aliens have the same logic as the villains in Taken 2. Yeah, my relatives tried to kill you and your child, but how dare you defend yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Basically. I have a very brother set of skulls. There there probably is something to that and like the familial uh, thing going on with Din and the child. Like he's building a family. There has been a lot of just family. And that discussion yeah. within uh, this season of The Mandalorian and all of Star Wars. So, yeah. Well, we talked about yeah. character development. And so far in this season, Din and the child have had a lot more like conversations with each other. Like, he's been talking to the child more and just like giving him instructions like, don't do that. Uh, be on your best behavior, you know. Mind your manners. Yeah. Mind your manners. <laughs> be respectful. Mind your manners. You know what I mean. Yeah. 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 It's definitely it's, a learned family in progress. Mm-hmm. Well, that I think he's not used to that, except for his yeah. little underground cohort. <laughs> and I think that was kind of the point, whether or not the execution landed or not last episode, but like this time you see that, okay, Den is now parenting the child. And like trying to discipline him a little bit, and it worked. And yeah, like you said, like he sees the the little frogling be born. Uh, what do they call that? Frog lady, frog man, and frog baby. I guess. Sure. So, <laughs> I was so happy for them. Yeah. yeah. When they had their little reunion, and he was thanking uh, Din, I was like. Uh. <laughs> I think we're maybe still not feeding that baby quite enough. So, so yeah, that's that's my one criticism of of his parenting style. We gotta we gotta step it up a little bit. I think in that department. So. Well, he he gives him that little like lunchable yep. in the previous episode, and I guess he just doesn't. <laughs> maybe he needs yeah. something specific. Maybe like he needs frogs or whatever that tentacle thing was. Maybe not. Uh, chowder that comes out of a tube. Oh, yeah. from oh the my ceiling. god! The chowder tube made me very uncomfortable. It was yeah. off-putting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the idea of lunchables, and I also like the idea of bringing everything back to the '90s. Let's do lunchables. Let's do gushers. Fruit by the <laughs> foot. Like Squeeze high C. Let's give everything to the <laughs> baby. Yes. I mean, those eggs were basically yes, gushers yes. for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it yeah <laughs> don't mean to be crass <laughs> uh trevin Pettigrew, thanks for your super chat i think the whole series will end with mando and other mandalorians taking mandalore and maybe that's where moff gideon is and why it's so dangerous to go there mm, that makes sense know. if he does have i mean we know he has the dark saber so that that makes sense if he is kind of just messing with the Mandalorians in this way. Like, I have your weapon, I have your seat of power, and I'm just going to do my best to hold it. Maybe the New Republic doesn't care about Mandalorian space because they were never part of the Galactic Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I never thought about Moff Gideon being on Mandalore. That would be really interesting. Yeah. And I was I mean, kind of, wa- yeah. Hmm. The New Republic doesn't really care about much of anything we saw two episodes ago oh they're like oh haha we're gonna shoot off these spiders it seems like you did something good i guess all right bye um (laughs) they just like they don't really seem to care i'm more curious and i i remember from 
one of the interviews from the actor about the dark saber and how he got it and everything um <laughs> like being really interesting and i'm very very curious where he got it from and that i think that there was another mention lord you remember what the source was that he collected additional artifacts like uh kind of like maul did from dathomir mm. from like the witch's palace and stuff i'm wondering but if there's where that all came from where all what came from now? Who's collecting artifacts? Is this Den? Gideon? Mom Gideon. Mm. Yeah. So I, I yeah. haven't read Giancarlo's interviews. Uh, I probably should. It sounds like he drops a lot of details in them. <laughs> he does. There's one interview where he talks about how like he, there are lightsaber, that he gets to have lightsaber fights. Uh, in I did season. hear about that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, with whom? I, like, <laughs> it must just be Who like could a, it be? Ahsoka, I guess. I'm just yeah. like, okay, I'm like, that's... A little spoiler that he said that, but I guess it's something that we probably could have assumed since he's got a saber. We've got to see another one. We've got to see right. a duel at some point. Right. <laughs> yeah, there was something, though, along the lines of him being a collector of some sorts and kind of like a Thrawn like move. Mm. And That's I'm cool. wondering where he got things because I'm assuming Maul got the dark saber from Dathomir. I can't remember. <laughs> oh no, internet. Yeah. Alice, you're cutting out real bad. Uh, I think it's but <clears throat> Well, still cutting out a little bit. <laughs> All good. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to uh Kian Carlisle, thanks for your super chat. Do you think Ahsoka will be searching for Ezra or has given up the search or will have already found him? Uh, will we see Ooh. Condor and Sabine? I feel like that was a... Convor? Oh, the Convor. That makes sense. Good old autocorrect. I don't think she's given up. That that would be depressing. But... Yeah, just like we, we, we searched for a couple days and dropped it. Like, <laughs> Well, maybe we'll see Raul Coley right there next to her and maybe we'll he's <laughs> pulling the ultimate prank yeah he teased it and then he was like no guys seriously it's not happening it's not me and it's like just kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh i am here for that I yeah hope that, that's what it is. <laughs> that would be yeah. very funny uh, I, i'm gonna I saw me. man like <laughs> i wouldn't think that they would wait for five years to start searching i would kind of hope that they've already found him but I don't think they're going to reveal that either way in the show. No, because this isn't the place for it. Right. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I, story. I do not think that Ezra will be there by her side because then it's kind of like if that Rebel sequel series is true, it's kind of like, OK, well, we know where this is headed. Not that that's all it'll be about, but I just don't think they need to drop a spoiler for another series in it. Yeah, because there's still that rumor of a spinoff Rebels series or like a continuation of Rebels. And like that would be the place to see that story play out, I think. Mm -hmm. Has there but been any more recent news on that? I ha I feel like I remember hearing over the summer some little whisperings, but I haven't heard any little rumors or anything in a long, long time about that. Yeah, I haven't it's heard always anything. been rumors. I haven't heard anything recent, but I do feel like since it's animated, hopefully COVID won't push it back too far. Because I feel like 
a lot of that could still be done during all this mess. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe they'll save it for the Ahsoka episode. I mean, like I made a joke about, Hey, you can watch my adventures on Disney plus next year. Like they might genuinely not in the episode do that, but there could be a trailer or something immediately after that episode. That would be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacob, the Hodge, thanks for your super chat. Just says they have to talk about the adorable frog reunion. And yeah. we, we have touched on it, but I did love it. Oh. And uh, like I said this last week where I was kind of like, this episode did feel a little bit like treading water, but as you keep going in the series, it's going to feel more and more important. And a, I felt that, with the frog reunion because it was emotional knowing what they had all been through to get there. Uh, but B I also, I'm noticing some stuff with Bo-Katan. Um, she kind of alters the deal on Din at that one point, And he doesn't take kindly to that, nor should he. That kind of reminded me of uh, the, the frog lady saying like, Hey, you're a Mandalorian. You're supposed to keep your word. And I, I, I don't know. I took notice of that, of Bo-Katan being like, no, I'm going to mix it up on you. Uh, and maybe that's not, I don't know. Maybe there's a little bit of darkness in Bo-Katan as much as I want her to like be a hero and uh, be on the light side. I don't know. I could see her wanting the dark saber just a little bit too much. Yeah. I can I also mean, see that being fair. the case. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair though. Like, we don't, again, we don't know what state Mandalore's in, but sure. we know that she is the rightful owner of the Darksaber for the hands off from Sabine and Rebels. And if it were taken from her, we don't know how it was taken from her. Maybe we'll find out in the yeah. season, which would be awesome. But I think it's normal to have an obsession with something like that in Star Wars in general. You know, well, I think like there's also the connection with finding Luke. Like, ah, I'm find him. there's um, also the connection with Duchess Satine there. I mean, she's yeah. like, you know, th there's that level of attachment to this thing that was, you know, also associated with the former ruler of Mandalore. So I, I can kind of see the des. I, I can, I can understand the desperation um, that oh, yeah. she must be feeling in the, in that situation. Um, but I, I, I agree. I kind of like the shades of dark that we're getting from Bo-Katan. I just, just because I'm, I love this character so much right now. And I'm, I love that we, you know, we get a little bit of complexity there. Yeah. I mean, yes, Reverend Trickster, she is no angel. Uh, I want her to have like an element of redemption. Like I, I really love the character. So I want her to wind up being good. And I don't think she's crossed a line too far as of yet, but I could also see this being someone who like takes things too far in the future. And I'm just, yeah. And like Mandalorians are so, so prideful. And for someone like Gideon, you know, uh, someone, um, a moff in the empire to have the dark saber. That's, that's just like a twisting the knife. Yeah. Seeing the dark saber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say one more thing about the, the frog, uh, frog man, I guess. Did he really see those Mandalorians there? Or was he like, yeah, yeah, go in the that shady bar. He did basically just say like, no, let's go to the tavern, talk to the bartender and like fingers crossed, right? <laughs> I was like, I'd like to think that I don't want to, I don't want to tarnish 
the frog I, I think he people did. and and their babies. But I think they were just, being honest. <laughs> it was they're, just like they're yeah, good, yeah. honest folk, Molly. I think they had yeah. good intentions, but yeah, I I, t- I didn't actually didn't even consider that of like <laughs> there may be a little there may be some sinisterness in this. <laughs> I, I mean, it, don't he, diss the frog people. I mean, the frog lady <laughs> was clever enough to like rig up the translator the droid, yeah, IT crowd dudes droid <laughs> talking English, yeah, or basic whatever. Yeah, basic, uh, please. Yeah. Alice, please. Oh, my bad. Basic. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Fro- Frog Man probably didn't expect Mando to be basically like a walking bag of money. Like the <laughs> him wearing Beskar. Yeah. Everybody's like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, I was oh. just wondering if his is fancier than the others. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's not painted, like, so I think it's more noticeable because he's just like he's very shiny. Yeah, he needs to paint it's that. Very yeah. new. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, something I, I did notice that I really liked is that he spoke frog. Like he understood uh, frog man when he was talking to him, and I was like, oh, he learned some frog along the way. Which it at the in the last episode he didn't know it and like yeah we see he's willing to like learn and relate with these people yeah i know they um, couldn't travel through hyperspace it must have been a very long ride to get yeah. to Trask. it was thousands of years apparently <laughs> yeah, baby yoda yeah, is he... 400 now <laughs> 401 um and you know that was a question laura and i had when we were talking two weeks ago is Mandu was so good at interacting with the Tuscans, and there was kind of a weird reference to him having been on Tatooine before or mm-hmm. for a while. So Spent how much time was there. It... Yes. So when was that? Was the gunslinger spent much time there? Because nah, I think I think it was well he... before that. Yeah. So that's something that's really curious to me, and I'm wondering if we'll find that out. Was there like a you know a cult of the Watch Mandalorians hanging out on Tatooine at some point that we never saw? Yeah, maybe they've moved around. Like, yeah. yeah, they're like we're tired of the same planet. Let's move to another. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no one's sick of sand. Let's keep going. Yeah, <laughs> love no, it. No lack of sand locations. Exactly. Sand castles for life. Who can yeah. build the best? <laughs> Oh, okay, let's move to Oisin McPhillips. Thanks for your super chat. I love how Bo-Katan and the others are clearly much better fighters than Din. Highlights the difference between Mando's soldiers and bounty hunters. Um, yeah, we don't really know what kind of training the fighter corps of the, the a child of the Watch would get. Um, I don't like Din definitely seems up and down in his fighting. Sometimes Jawas can take him out and sometimes he, he holds his own. Like, it's just kind of whatever the story needs him to be, I think. Yeah, some of the hand-to-hand stuff isn't quite his strength, but he's, I mean, he's a damn good shot, so, and he's mm-hmm. got the, you know, the the whistling birds or whatever, you know, he clearly has some level of, um, I don't know, he's, well, he's pretty he good is. with those. He is, but I also think he has this weird, like, like, invincible complex, you know, when he was just like, oh, oh yeah cover me before he threw those two bombs and 
they didn't really cover him at all, and he just got <laughs> shot up. They did. They didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Cover you? What? You're just walking into like unfriendly fire?" I guess. And okay. he's like, "All right, cool. My new armor." Ding 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 ding. Um, I'm telling you, he's yeah, had a death wish. Yeah, I'm like, is it a death wish or? Or is he just so optimistic he just about what the very armor optimistic. gave him that he's like, he's like, <laughs> the armor does everything perfect. Nothing will hurt me unless it's in this one specific part of the neck. You know, it's, <laughs> I don't know. That was weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other Mandalorians were definitely just like, nah, you're fine. You're, you'll be okay. You got armor on. Yeah. <laughs> Cover All me. All right. Yeah. A for effort. Let's see what happens. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. Uh, Dragonus Prime, thanks for your super chat. It's your boy. I think Din being raised in a cult is key because that's what the enemy Jedi are. They take children and raise them to think a certain way. That's interesting. I mean, like, yeah, they do. And so does the First Order. There's a real running theme of, yeah, just like taking children and indoctrinating them into the way that you think. Yeah, had, it is I, a recurring I had not thought theme. about that. I hadn't either. That's a really good point that there is that sort of um, like parallelism between what Baby Yoda would be going through if he was, you know, actually raised in the Republic and what he's going through now. He's just, Din's just going to raise him as another cult child. Mm, yeah. And, and maybe, maybe Dragonus <laughs> is pointing out that like, he could get to Ahsoka and Ahsoka would explain what the Jedi are. And he's like, no. And he just runs away. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know what? Pass. actually. (laughs) I I think that's really the point. Uh, Trevin Pettigrew with another super chat. Did. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was wondering, I was trying to remember based on the Vader comics, when the inquisitor and that, or sensitive clan they got raised on or got raised by the empire when they ceased to exist do you do you know what i'm talking about or like the inquisitorious would have ceased? yeah like, i guess i think they, they died out during star wars rebels so right before okay. a new hope basically okay year or two earlier yeah, and I, there was that weird child farm too, but I don't remember any details about it, so I can't speak to him. <laughs> Trevin Pettigrew, uh, there has to be a reason for his right leg not having shiny Beskar armor. I assume it's just for texture. I don't know. Is it not? I don't think so. I think like huh. his one shin. I, I assume he just ran out of Beskar. Good eye. I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. Water damage. <laughs> Maybe that one is like signed by some famous Mandalorian. He's he wants it's like, it. no. Maybe it's a fake leg. Maybe he's got like a bionic <laughs> leg down there. <laughs> Don't need Beskar there. Exactly. Yeah. Save it. Make the helmet extra thick. <laughs> uh, Renau, I forgot. I didn't see this part earlier. Uh, with your super chat, you're expecting that scene to end knowing the location of a Jedi uh, with the Ahsoka name drop. Well, we got, we did get her location. Uh, Corvus, the fourth planet in the Corvus system. Forest planet. Yeah. Yeah. 
about Corvus, wasn't, was that, okay, this may be so stupid of me, but was that not the name of the ship in Jedi Fallen Order? It was in Battlefront 2. But, but yeah, it was the name of a ship. Okay. So. Yes. I remembered it from somewhere in video games. So that's what kind of, it drew me to it a little bit. And I couldn't really remember why. But uh, I'm excited to see what it actually is. That just jogged my memory. Janina Gavankar tweeted today that she did something. She worked on something in this episode and that what? she would, yeah, oh. she would reveal more later tonight. I think she said, uh, hmm. was she like in the episode or no, she's okay. She says, I worked on tonight's episode of the Mandalorian after it airs. I'll tell you the whole story. Then seven hours ago, she was like, Oh, it's already out. But she hasn't told the full story yet. Oh, don't be shy, girl. Drop the details. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> what if I did Versio is in this show? <laughs> well, she doesn't. So I don't know that. Too, I don't know too much about her career. She doesn't do stunt work or anything, does she? Was she? Oh, you know what? I wonder, was she the um, the um, the person that was running the comms as he was approaching Trask that was talking to him on the comms? Oh. We only heard the voice. I wondered who that was at the time. Mm. I was like, I feel like this is someone. I don't oh. know who, but I feel like it's something. Yeah, telling him to slow down. Maybe. Just an idea. I don't know. But yeah, I'd be curious to find out too. It'd be great to interesting, know what she was. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Key and Carlisle, thanks for another super chat during the Untold Stories panel uh, about Ahsoka from a couple celebrations ago. Filoni had an Order 66 idea where Ahsoka runs through a forest of, of giant wolves. Corvus is a forest. We could see this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would not surprise me in the least. Nope, yeah, not at all. Filoni's <laughs> like, if I'm doing an episode, we got Ahsoka, we got wolves, we got cowboy hats. <laughs> John Favreau's <laughs> like, we already named your character Wolf. Is that not good enough? And no. Filoni's like, no, no, it's not. We got to do more. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. It's like, no, exactly. your character's just John, like Frog Lady. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I feel not good about reading this name out. <laughs> it's uh, not an appropriate name. It is funny. But thanks for your super chat. <laughs> Any theories on how Moff Gideon acquired the Darksaber since Bo-Katan is alive? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess he question. just took it during the purge. Like so the last... Maybe she had to surrender. All right. We can all think through this. The last person... No, well, I guess the last person who had it was Bo Katan. Yep. And then she. <laughs> Alice, you're cutting out really bad again. Is so? Can I just she get some clarification on the on the purge? Her. When did that happen? I think it's going to happen Been... <laughs> probably around the same time as season four of Rebels. Like oh, okay. th they do that attack at the start of season four. And then the Empire was just like, now we got to shut that down. Oh, and, okay. and they they went and attacked. So like in the series, in Rebels, it ends on a very hopeful note. I don't think that's going to be the case. Got it. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe Bo-Katan surrendered to spare her people and gave up the Darksaber. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do hope we find out. I kind of hope we get 
some kind of flashback, maybe. Uh, yeah, of, agreed. Of how that mm-hmm. happened. 100%. They won't have to change I, anything about her makeup. I feel like just, I need you know. that. <laughs> don't have to make her look younger. She looks young enough. Just yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> uh, Anthony well, Mazzuchetti. Oh, yeah, Alice. Oh, I I was just gonna say some people look young forever and some people look old forever. Maggie Smith has looked eighty for the past thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> never know. Good point. Uh, Anthony says Ezra has most likely hasn't been found yet if he was found how would they explain the lack of Ezra Sabine and Ahsoka in the OG trilogy well Ezra was missing until after Return of the Jedi like they didn't go searching for him until after the Empire fell so Sabine I think she said stayed on Lothal to keep it safe and Ahsoka we don't know how she got off Malachor so all I, a mystery. I, yeah, it's I all a mystery. Would, but I wonder if they would tackle that, and when we meet up with Ahsoka, get a li- even if it's just a little bit of flashback of like, okay, so you're a Jedi. What's your story? And yeah. then just like give me a quick like rundown, like what happened, how'd she get out of that of the world between worlds situation? Yeah, I'm interested to see how, yeah, how much they dive into her story for people who haven't seen the animated shows, or if they're gonna just be like, nah. You should know who this is by now. <laughs> I'd be curious about that too. Yeah, I feel like knowing Filoni, think... he's gonna be—he's gonna have her just say like, "Well, that's a long story for another time." Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I think that's gonna be like a long marketing ploy, you know. So they're gonna be—they're gonna say like, "Oh, Ahsoka, let's give you enough to be really interested in her," and then from the Disney Plus interface focus on Ahsoka content so that you will catch up with Ahsoka and then you'll get sucked into the Clone Wars and then you'll get sucked into Rebels. I I think that's or for me from like a money making perspective that would be the reason that they would or the way they would choose to go with it. That's I, I'm surprised they don't do that now. Like yeah. when the Darksaber came out, be like, hey, here's all the episodes with the Darksaber in it. We made a playlist for you. And like Bo Katan <laughs> be like, here, here's all the Bo Katan episodes of the Clone Wars and Rebels. Go for it. Like yeah. get get into these shows. I mean, I did it. It wasn't it wasn't hard for me, yeah. but I yeah. I feel like I saw a few articles that were just like, Are you curious about what's going on in the Mandalorian? Here's a bunch of stuff on a silver platter you should be watching. Yeah. <laughs> not uh yeah, yeah I think maybe they, maybe they put too much articles. trust in that. If you're like an eight-year-old on Disney Plus and you're like, oh, I'm watching Mandalorian. Here's Ahsoka. Oh, here's a button that shows me everything Ahsoka. Click. You know, I I think it'll be more of a marketing tool to have her in this season of Mandalorian than it will be than it will to have her as a plot tool. To I hope not. I mean, I, I definitely hope that it makes sense for the story. Um, mm-hmm. because I, I thought they nailed it with Bo-Katan I was like yes this makes sense this is what Din needs to hear mm-hmm. now uh, Ahsoka I'm interested to see how they handle her and speaking of Drew Funk thanks for your super chat what if when Din meets Ahsoka she senses that Din is force sensitive could make an interesting storyline with Din becoming Mandalore thoughts Um, I don't want him to be force sensitive 
I keep hearing this theory and it's interesting to me because I haven't picked up on any hint of that at all. I don't think the story is going to go that way. It's an an interesting idea, but I'm like, we we get a lot of force Jedi stuff in Star Wars. It's kind of interesting going a different route with it. Yeah, if if anything, I feel like Den is a little, little, little dense. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's named that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and but I mean, Luke was too, but sure, he was young, so Den has no excuse. I exactly, guess. what's his excuse? <laughs> uh, so, like I, I like that the armor. I see, I see the armor is basically the Force in this show, in a sense, in that. It can be used for good. It can be used for evil. But that's how a Mandalorian, that's where their power comes from. And how do you use your armor? And Din used to use it for selfish reasons. And now he's using it for selfless reasons. And so I like that we're still getting those same lessons, but without the force. I think it's really interesting and different. I wonder if they'll bring in the sort of Mandalorian force fighting tools that we saw in the Clone Mm. Wars. How they can sort of project these, you know, virtual shields up and things like that. I wonder, you know, if that's something that eventually Din would need to would need to obtain if he's going to sort of, I guess, hopefully not be fighting the Jedi. But I imagine that there's going to be some confrontation at some point. Yeah, I mean, I think he will definitely continue to upgrade his armor and get new gadgets and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what kind of other weapons were on that ship that they got a hold of. We just saw a bunch of big guns. That's true. Which <laughs> uh, are always helpful. Rick Villanueva has another super chat. Thanks so much. Uh, there was a Corvus Minor in Legends that Palpatine was interested in, but no Corvus. Um, hmm. I actually don't know that planet, Rick, so now you made me feel like a fool on my own show. <laughs> quit, quit your job. <laughs> well done, Rick. Mission accomplished. Hand, hand over the channel to Rick. <laughs> Marlon Rando thanks for your super chat how do you guys feel about Ahsoka having Rosario Dawson's voice instead of Ashley Eckstein's it's gonna take some getting used to for me it will for me too if that's how it winds up being which I assume it is yeah early on I was like maybe if she's not in it that much and doesn't have any lines they could take their two voices and kind of mix them together to make it sound a little more like Ashley, I don't think they would completely replace her voice entirely, but I don't know. I like the idea of mixing them. I actually hadn't considered that. I mean, they did that with James Earl Jones and Matt Lanter in Rebels. Yeah. So I don't think it's totally unheard of, but I think it's, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's going to take some getting used to. There's, in, I, I think it's one of those things that as Star Wars fans, if we are going to be clamoring to be seeing our favorite characters from the animation make the jump to live action, we need to be open to that. Yeah. The, the interpretations of the characters is going to be different. And if, if you can't wrap your mind around that, you're not going to enjoy it. It's like you want to enjoy the story and you want to enjoy what's happening. So I, it's one of those things I think we, we're we going to have to get used to at some point. It's yeah. not always going to be the same. Yeah. Bo-Katan is just like a very fortunate anomaly <laughs> where like, yeah, Katie Sackhoff absolutely can play this character. She looks like her and but- she voiced her. But people yeah. still are like, well, she's not old enough looking. Right. <laughs> I did see one complaint about the wig, which I'm like, mm, that's a little bit valid. I, yeah. I kind of, I get it a little I, bit. I, I did too. We yeah. talked a little bit about that and we were like, that looks a little bit like a cosplay wig, but mm-hmm. we'll, we can forgive it. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like just over the moon that the character is here at all. Uh, Same. Same. I'm, 
like I'm not going to nitpick that level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't uh, bother me at all because it's it's going to be something so different than what we're used to that I feel like I would expect everything to be very different about it. And yeah, it'll be a little weird, but I'm not necessarily concerned about the voice difference. Yeah. SWAT reject. Thanks for your super chat. Hearing that the way is a shortening of the way of the Mandalore uh, made me look at Den and think his silver armor really reminds me of Candorous Ordo. Uh, I think that's just a happy coincidence because I, I would be shocked if John Favreau knew who that was. I don't know who that is. So. I don't either. <laughs> he, he, no, I he's can't. from he's from uh, Knights of the Old Republic, and and that's why. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> anytime uh, people refer to like anything that's outside of the movies, I, I think about John Favreau being like IG eighty eight. That's a really deep cut. Right. <laughs> I don't I'm like I'm not trying to shame him or anything, but I'm also like, no, it's not. No, it's not John. So yeah. like the idea that he knows like the video game and the book characters, like I 100% do not think he was like, we got to get Cobb Vanth in the TV show. It's like, no, he didn't think that. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely wasn't his idea. I mean, remember he was on a red carpet at one point and he was just like, oh yeah, it takes place like five years after the, uh, you know, a new hope or something. And then he had to come back later and put a correction out there and be like, nope, I was wrong. Sorry. Like that's going to be, <laughs> You know, that that's the headspace that he's in. Yeah, which is fine. Like, yeah. that doesn't, knowing Star Wars trivia doesn't make you a good Star Wars storyteller. No, uh, he's the but, showrunner. He doesn't right. need to know those things. He's got people to know those things. Exactly. <laughs> but he's still killing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Elijah Neal, thank you for your super chat. Says Filoni's episode with Ahsoka will be called Chapter 13, The Citizen. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, oh, he doesn't have a trivia question for us today. Been too <laughs> focused on the episode, but long live the Empire. <laughs> that oh. would be that it would be me, a funny. It title. took me a few minutes to get the the reference, and now I now I get it. I'm just like, oh, it's harsh, but I am also here for it. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I wonder oh. if it'll be like the Jedi or the I don't know the Outcast. I don't like because she's not a Jedi. It, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that. I think that I would consider her to be one, but she does not consider herself to be one. So I don't, I don't know what they'll title that episode. Yeah. The, the wanderer. Mm. The citizen actually sounds like it would be a legit title for the it's, Mandalorian. Yeah. It just, yeah. <laughs> it fits the profile. I got to say. Or fulcrum. Vic, fulcrum's good. The fulcrum. Mm. Mm, I like that. Vic, thank you for your super chat. Uh, do you guys think we'll get to see or hear any of the OG characters via hologram? Uh, I'd love to see or hear Luke. I don't uh, want that. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really want Luke to be in this show. Uh, people are definitely thinking about it, and if it happened, I will get on board real fast, but I just don't want the Mandalorian to get pulled into this like surprise. It was still about the Skywalkers after all. Like, <laughs> Oh God, yeah. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as far as like a hologram reference, Laura and I had spoken about this, but we were kind of wondering if there would be 
be one of the Obi-Wan holocrons, like from Rebels. And maybe Ewan McGregor would be doing it because he was on the Mando set to try on his costumes. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, we're like, why did he go there at that time? Was it just for funsies? Or yeah. is he going to have some weird kind of appearance? So as far that as would hologram, be... I yeah. think there could be. And by I think I, there could yeah. be a chance. I really want there to be a chance of Ewan McGregor showing up. And obviously, corporate synergy for that's that what I was just show. Saying. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But it would be like I mean, there is a way that you could work that into the yeah, story yeah. where it would very much be a learning moment for for Din Djarin to learn about the Jedi because it's clearly sure. something he's very ignorant about. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. And yeah, holograms are like. I'd be fine if Leia popped up and like a message to the galaxy. Like that makes sense to me, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I don't want baby Yoda to wind up with the Jedi. Like that story does not end happily. Uh, <laughs> It'd be well, the alternative though. Like one of the alternatives, I guess, is that he ends up with Din Djarin for the remainder of his life. Sure. And he's going to vastly outlive Din Djarin. <laughs> and that is going to be oh, very sad. I think at too. some point. Um, but more than likely, it's, it's so far into the future that it's not something we'll have to witness. Yeah. Um, thank goodness. But yeah, that, I mean, that's the that's the other alternative is that no matter what, this kid's got a sad life ahead of him. Yeah. Oppressive Maul, <laughs> thanks for your super chat. It's not the way of your people to hide in the gutters, uh, says Maul. And then you see them on Navarro hiding in the gutters. Yes, yep. that is true. Yeah. Uh, and it's like... Again, we were just all questioning that and why are they doing this? And it's like now we know that wasn't the norm. And it's it's good to know that. I'm happy to know that. Yeah. This is the way of the cultists. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh Robert Bush, thanks for your super chat. Just this Friday the thirteenth was supposed to be unlucky, but not today. Not today. <laughs> Amen. Uh Kevin, thanks for your super chat and question. Just wants to know what we're all drinking. I had some Prosecco because we were out of champagne, but it's still sparkling white wine. I took the last of the champagne <laughs> and made a mimosa. What do you got, Alice? <laughs> <laughs> the whole question got jumbled, so I missed all oh, of but, but you did answer it in a way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, this is 2016 for- Skywalker Vineyards Pinot Noir. Oh, you did open the bottle? I oh, did, yes. And I-, I have... Alex, for some reason, you sound like you're a Koran underwater trapped under that cage. Um, I have a tiny bottle of Apothic The Red Blend. Oh, here he comes. A glass and a half, allegedly. Um, And then I also have my dog sleeping in my lap and snoring. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. Well, then you and Molly are in the same spot. Mine is in my lap, but he is not sleeping or snoring. (laughs) I wear we, we got three more questions, and then I'll let you go. We went uh, longer than I, I told you that we would, but thank you for sticking it out, Laura and Alice. Oh, no, we're here for it. <laughs> uh, Major Zuma, oh, yeah, thanks for your question. Loved the episode. Also nice. thought it was funny when Bo shattered Mando's worldviews. He just said, F this and dipped. Much love. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. I, like, had this image of him crying as he flew away. I know. Like, I- no, this is the way. <laughs> I got I got very much like upset teenager vibes where you just like storm off with like a little tear yeah. streaming down your face. <laughs> 
I wonder if we're going to like open up in the next episode of him like sitting there like moping in his, you know, hyperspace run where his ship is gradually falling apart. I did enjoy that little detail of the panel flipping around in space as he jumped to hyperspace. But if he's just going to be sitting there like, hmm, I don't know. (laughs) What do I do now? Exactly. This is a hot mess. That that leads me to believe the next episode uh, he might go back to Navarro to like really get his ship fixed because apparently yeah. the Moncala just jerry rig things with nets and ropes and not even yeah. duct tape, literally rope. Yeah, and squids. Love- there yeah. are squids got in. I don't know. Yeah, somebody needs to do something. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing the ship oh in God. shambles. Yeah. <laughs> It was Neil so S. bad. It okay. reminded me of how my dad kept a 1991 Mercury Marquis going until <laughs> the hurricanes hit Louisiana and like something shook up too bad from the wind and it couldn't keep going anymore. And I just thought, <laughs> that's the Razor Cross, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Neil S., thanks for your question. As always, an amazing discussion on Star Wars Explained and just recently discovered Force Toast podcast and love it. Episode three was amazing. So not a question, just a very nice statement. Yay, thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Fetter, thanks for your super chat. Just making a joke on my joke that Din doesn't have a death wish. It's pronounced death watch. Mm, got it. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. He's got uh, us there. Yeah. <laughs> and I... Caught up enough that I can do this. LaWolfie, just wanted to show my appreciation to you guys for doing this every week. Makes the experience of watching The Mandalorian even more exciting. Us too. We are really grateful that we get a chance to have our friends on the show. I have a theory that that person's actually Dave Filoni with that name. Le Wolfie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank Welcome, you, Dave. Thanks, yeah. Dave. Thanks for watching, Dave. <laughs> Glad you like it. Exactly. And our last one before we wrap up, D-Train, thanks for your super chat. Hope John Favreau and Dave Filoni have health insurance for having back problems from carrying the Star Wars franchise. Man, <laughs> it's it's been good. It's been nice these past three weeks of just like everyone's enthusiastically loving this. It's been fun. Yeah, yes. having really solid Star Wars content that most people can generally agree upon and is good has is, is been really, really nice. It's been a really fun experience being in the fandom in this time yeah 100 percent. yeah <laughs> well thank you everyone for watching thank you so much for your questions and uh for the very generous super chats uh big old one last shout out to deshaun davison um but before we wrap up alice and laura where can everyone find you go ahead alice no this is your gig you know, oh, I was gonna. Right. I mean, I was gonna let. I was gonna let you say where people can find you. But Alice is at Slaya all day on Twitter. Um, that's Leia with an S, so it's Slaya all day. I am at Shut Up underscore Laura, and we host a podcast called Force Toast, a Star Wars Happy Hour. You can find our show on Twitter and Instagram at Force Toast Pod, and then you can also find me over on John Roca's YouTube channel. I host a show with him called The Jedi Way, where we talk about Star Wars, and it is a grand old time as well. And uh, I'll put a link to that in the description. I already put a link to your Twitters, your uh, Force Dose Pod podcast uh, is in the description already. Um, that's going to be it from us. I think Molly is going to, are you going to stream? You mentioned that and now I just threw it to you. Like <laughs> Pressure's on. Yeah. Maybe. Are you or aren't you? <laughs> Follow me on Twitter to find out. <laughs> you mean Twitch? 
that were, were there too. I always oh. tweet out when I'm when I'm streaming. So <laughs> hit that uh, notification bell on my name. <laughs> subscribe here for more Mandalorian coverage if you haven't already. I'm going to be over on uh, the X2 channel in about half an hour to stream with them. But again, thank you all so much for watching. Uh, thank you to our guests, Alice and Laura. And may the force be with you. Thank you. May the force be with you.